after I recorded today's episode with the CMO Weinreich, in which we are talking about the importance of a good fitness training in Kanopolo and her fitness coaching programs, she asked me to do you and her a favor and I'm pleased to do that. She told me that you can get a 15% discount on her programs if you tell her the code POLOTALK15. So, listen to her in the podcast, order a coaching of her and get a 15% discount. You can find her on Instagram under her name or over her webpage www.teamcm.eu. Just to make clear, I don't get anything for that. I just like the idea of her and I think that stuff like this will develop our love sport. And now, have fun with the episode. Happy, happy 2022 and uh, welcome to the second episode of the second season of Polo Talk, the Carno Polo podcast. My name is Holger Dietrich and I'm still the host of that show. My guest for today is a member of the Danish Women National Team since 2011. She's playing in the German First League for Rotemühle Essen and was on the podium five times. She won the Champions League with Göttingen twice and the Danish Women's Championship several times. I coached against her team several times and she always played her heart out to win the games. Besides her great mentality, she always was in great physical condition. In 2021, she started her own business to help polo players all over the world um, with their fitness training. I've talked to her on several tournaments about it, and I thought it is interesting to hear from her in the podcast. A warm welcome to Cecile Mo Weinreich. Thank you, Holger. Thank you for the fine introduction. <laughs> Hello, Cecile. Yeah, thank you for joining me today. And uh, yeah, we can tell the people we are doing this recording at the 9 a.m in the morning, the day after Christmas. Yeah. And you already had your first training session on the day. Um, did you have yeah. to sweat out all the Christmas food or is it just the morning routine? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's Monday morning and I usually go for a run uh, on Monday morning in this training cycle. So it's more of a routine thing, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, you told me that, uh, again, thank you. Um, you have a busy day today because you're going to ski holiday tonight. Yeah, yeah, I have to uh, pack up all my things and uh, go to Austria to snowboard. Uh, okay, so no skiing, it's uh, snowboarding. Yeah, technically. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Ho hopefully everything uh, works well there and uh, you are allowed to go skiing. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for sharing the time uh, on this busy day. Yeah, no worries. I'm happy to. Yeah, um, and yeah, we uh, I mentioned this already. Uh, you you became uh, the first professional uh, Kanu Polo coach, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> so I've never heard of someone else. So no, and, that's uh, maybe right. And we talked about uh, is this a little in uh, I think the Bundesliga uh, when we met in Berlin. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting to listen about, uh, to to hear about it. And uh, so we had the idea that we can make it a little bit um, a podcast about it. Yeah. But before we talking about this, uh, I want to know. Yeah. How do you start uh, and when do you start polo? Um, I started canoe polo when I was 11 years old, so about 16 years ago. And uh, I started flat water paddling in my club uh, with a friend. And then I saw the, the polo players. And 
I just instantly uh, thought it looked more fun to play with a ball than paddling straight for one or two hours. So I, I changed quite fast and uh, I was just a tiny little 11 year old girl and it was mainly uh, big guys, no uh, no junior players at the time. So they were really kind and they, they took me under their wing and taught me how to play. Uh, despite me being so little and not able to play at all compared to them. So yeah, that, that's how I started and I, I just fell in love with the sport and I've never been able to let go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's crazy. So yeah. 16 years ago, so with 11 and then 16 years ago is like 2005. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And in 2011, you, you, you made the... A Danish national team. That's uh, quite a career, huh? Yeah, I was 17 <laughs> years old when I had my debut at uh, Eka Cup. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you said you never had, uh, you never had like junior players or or other kids in your club in the beginning. So uh, you really no. have to to work hard from the first day in practice. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it took uh, one or two years, and then we started to become a few more kids which was really fun and we made a little team in the in the junior league in, in Denmark and I really enjoyed that as well. So the club did make an effort to, to get some more youngsters and I like that. Yeah. Which is your uh, which is your club in Denmark? Uh, my home club that yeah, I club. originated from is uh, Stee Roklub. It's a, it's a tiny little club on an island south of Sealand. So it's not very well known. Um, and after well, after f six years or so, I changed to Copenhagen and I just drove uh, a couple of hours to Copenhagen for training twice every week after school uh, because I wanted to make the national team. Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, to be honest, I never heard about this club. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's, and uh, I always think that I know a lot of clubs, but uh, sometimes... <laughs> yeah, there are some small clubs around. Yeah. around. Oh, that's cool. And then you you drove down to Copenhagen uh, several hours uh, twice a week to, to, to join the um, club training there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. For about one and a half year, uh, I... I used a couple of hours twice every week to yeah. to get to Copenhagen, really to train with with a higher level. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, I would say that's passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, and then after after a while uh, or or last year, you you thought, okay, uh, I'm I'm doing my workout routine and uh, I'm doing polo training and I'm doing coaching for the I think fitness coaching for the Danish national uh, team for the women and then you mm. thought uh, <laughs> why not become a professional polo coach so <laughs> probably I'm totally wrong but uh, how how came the idea into your head and when um, the idea came to my head about uh, a year or two earlier okay when I could sort of see the end of my master's education in uh, I, I was studying human physiology uh, masters at the time yeah and i was really like diving into the physiological part of 
aerobic training at the time and, and how to train your your heart and your cardiovascular system, so your, your blood and so on. And I knew that I would be finished in a couple of years and I needed to make some money. So I sort of made the idea and I told my friend about it and he was like, yeah, that sounds like another one of your crazy ideas. <laughs> um, you go ahead with that. <laughs> and uh, and a, a year and a half went by and I finished my current job in uh, in February 2021. And I, I no longer had that job because it was time limited. Yeah. So I went a couple of months uh, with no income and I was like I, I need to make some money while I finish my studies and I'm quite picky with what I want to spend my time on I want to have fun and I want to use my education yeah so I thought ah what the heck I, I'll just I'll just do it I'll just make a post on Instagram and and say like now I I made this sort of company training uh physical training company and I contacted a good friend of mine Christian Kleist uh, yeah. and I said so look do you want to be like an ambassador on this uh, and uh, and help me develop this company and I was fortunate enough that he said yes and uh, and I just I went from there and never looked back and it went faster than I had dreamed of actually with the development of the company so that was really fun uh don't be uh, don't be offended uh, that really sounds like a crazy idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I mean, uh, when you when you talk about polo it's like i mean the, the market uh, for a kanu polo coach um is not that big to be <laughs> no <laughs> because i mean it's like limited people who really do the sports and do the sports on the level you probably uh, want to coach or with a passion you, you need to. Um, yeah, and uh, I wish you had have called me and probably would help <laughs> me to be <laughs> more fit. Um, but it, it was really just the idea and you, you spread out the word. So did you make any, I don't know, any um, research how the other uh, other players in, in clubs do their fitness uh, training um, to yeah. see okay oh there is there is really a need to to help them or there is a need because they are doing mistakes or something or you just like oh no I think there are <laughs> mistakes <laughs> yeah so um, I traveled a lot before I started studying yeah. I was I was six months in New Zealand and I learned a lot about how they trained over there yeah uh, surely it's it's uh, six years ago but yeah still um, during my studies I've been to the Netherlands quite a lot and Germany and many other European countries where I have stayed with some clubs on for a holiday or uh, with some polo friends for a holiday and I yeah I've just been around uh, for tournaments and for training camps and so on. So I, I think that I've got quite an insight into how some clubs train. And what I mostly recognized is that it's based a lot on tradition. And it's based a lot on these are the older players in the club. They succeeded quite well with their polo career. 
now they pass on their knowledge to the younger kids and the youngsters in the club to teach them how to train. And I think that's really great to teach the youngsters and to bring up the the kids and the teenagers uh, into a training culture. But what I think happens is that if that's done by someone who's almost finished with their polar career, they have quite an old way of thinking about training. So it's not really revolutionized to the level of sports science today. And okay. it's, it's, a, it's a field of research that's in constant development because it's, it's something that some countries put more money into than others. And some of the European countries and the USA, of course, they're really starting to make progress on sports-specific training and making studies in other sports that are not just soccer but also sprint kayaking, for instance, or upper body strength in rugby players, or studies that are more similar to what we can use in canoe polo to achieve the the upper body power that we need, for yeah. example. So yeah, I just found that all over the world, there is a lot of different ways to approach canoe polo training, yeah. but it's all quite based on tradition, what worked for the previous players, I'm going to do that. Or maybe even a little worse is what works for the flat water racers in my club. I'm going to do that. And I think that's just, that's where I really saw a problem. Um, many players, they want to get better and they look to the closest thing they can, which is very often the flat water kayaker who's also present in the same club and the flatwater kayaker they get in Denmark they get quite a lot of help from the national federation and the olympic federation they have people like me educated within sports science yeah. just sitting analyzing their test results analyzing their daily life analyzing how they should train and then they give them programs based off all of that and then the polo players see that and they think, ah, that's perfect. That's a really professional program. I'm going to ask if I can uh, use his or hers program. And then what they do is they're going to get more fit and stronger, but they're going to get better at sprint kayaking and not canoe polo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where I really like wanted to make an effort to to tell people that, hey, there are different ways to train. And you need to train like a polo player. Yeah. You need to be able to play two times, 10 minutes, two, three, four, or even five times a day. And for several days in a row, if you want to be the best at the end of a tournament. So it's quite different from any other sport you can find out there because the physical demands are, uh, they are a lot and they also require a lot of um, recovery in between games and so on. So I definitely knew there was a market and I, I just needed to let the market know that it was there. Yeah, I think, uh, and as you said, and I I can say and see, uh, you did this with success. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and so congratulations for that. Um, But for, I can totally relate to to what you're saying there because I know that I mean 
I am one of these older guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I learned from my coaches how to do this a little and yeah. I, I, I do my stuff. Um, but I was, I've never, I've never studied, uh, like sports science in that way. So I, I had no idea. So like, okay, it's good for them. Uh, okay. It would be good for me and, uh, I can yeah. pass it on to the next, uh, players. Um, yeah, but I was exactly. always open because I know that there's a lack of, uh, knowledge in my, in, in me. Uh, so I was <laughs> always open to, to, um, new ideas and uh, to, um, if people have more knowledge about it to, to say, okay, no, if, you can do that. I, I'm fine with that. Um, but I totally uh, can can relate. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know guys still do the same um, routine for for years. And yeah, but yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And uh, now I'm 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 happy because sometimes I can train with some really good good guys, and uh, they are. Uh, I do in in, uh, in the gym what they are doing, and uh, just <laughs> um, <laughs> trust them. So no, yeah, I'm yeah, a of course. Beginner again. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can get fit in many ways, and yeah. naturally, there's nothing wrong with learning from your peers or your coach or whatever. I think it's more about also teaching the coach yeah. that there's more to to aerobic training than just playing polo for two hours. Yeah. So and you and you you study it like sports science or you said something else like body yeah. or human physique? I, uh, <laughs> I, I took my, my bachelor degree is called sports science yeah. in English ah, okay. and my master's degree is called human physiology. Ah, so okay. it's basically just what goes on inside the body uh, related to sport and training. Ah, okay. And yeah. And for developing your, your training programs, you read, uh, um, signs about rugby players. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just a uh, that was just an example. From, okay, <laughs> uh, I've read uh, many studies, but yeah. there are no studies. Uh, oh, there there are actually studies on on canoe polo, but there are not a lot. Um, yeah, I think there's there's some of them who which are in French. <laughs> so, yeah. but the 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 few studies that are in on canoe polo players are. Um, with a with a low group of players so it's also something i'm working on trying to get more scientifically based studies on real canoe polo players and trying to trying to test how how can we improve physically yeah. but it's not that simple um, so so the the most studies that that we can use is is studies from sprint kayakers on a short distance yeah. so um most studies would be done on the full distance like 200 or 500 or 1000 meters yeah so it's it's not those kind of studies but a, a few studies have actually tested the first 7 or 15 meters yeah and you know that's actually relatable to canoe polo because that's a distance that we could easily pedal so <laughs> um yeah. that's more more realistic than 500 meters in a row you know yeah, i know <laughs> um so it's 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 those kind of studies that i pinpoint say okay it's a distance we can use it's upper body pulling it's in the water um and then i i use those combined with upper body strength and power studies yeah. 
uh, and then combined with general studies about periodization. So when you train a whole season, yeah. how do you get your body to respond the most during the entire season? You need to change up your training routines um, every so often. You need to um, maybe even change up what you do during a training cycle. Yeah. So if, if a normal training cycle is, is uh, six weeks, you need to change some something during those six weeks, something called progression. So you keep adding weight yeah. or you change the exercises halfway or it could be many things. But, but these sort of studies are called periodization studies. Yeah. So how do you periodize your season to achieve the fullest results? Yeah, so that's also quite relevant. Yeah, so so you um, you take studies and uh, from other sports and uh, um, like transfer them to the to your training program and uh, to develop your um, training program for polo players. Mm, I would say yes and no. So <laughs> all of these. Sorry. <laughs> No worries. Um, all of these studies is just studies that I have read already. So they're yeah. more part of my knowledge capacity. Ah, okay. And then I, I keep reading the new studies that come to keep updated on how is occlusion training working? Is it something that I need to use? Uh, so occlusion is, is putting straps on your arms to lower the blood flow. Mm -hmm. and then finish with a lot of arm training in the end for five minutes. It really burns and it really hurts. Uh, but this is a, a new type of, of training method that is still being researched, you know? Okay. So I keep updated on these new types of, of training methods or theories within sports science to make sure that I'm always up to date with the newest uh, theories within sports science yeah but then i i collect these things as my own knowledge and then when i when i get an athlete i have a a good talk with them and they answer a lot of questions about their goals and their physical capabilities and then i analyze maybe through video games or maybe through seeing them play live how are they playing right now what yeah. is their weakness and from there i make a periodization for the yeah. season and i say this is their goals so this is what they're going to train so that's the most important it's not so much about what the sports science says first of all it's about what is their goal as an athlete what is their weakness as an athlete okay so we're going to focus on the weakness we're going to improve their endurance because they get tired at the end of saturday and then they're really tired and sore sunday morning okay the athlete needs more endurance yeah. how do we work on endurance okay then i go to sports science and say these are the optimal ways working on endurance then i take what the articles have found out to be the best way to work on endurance and i put that into the program okay it uh, sounds pretty good and uh, but still sounds also like a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, it is uh, but it's it's good i mean it it, it um shows 
me or everyone that that you will not be the the one old person later uh, to just pass on I did this always <laughs> because and that <laughs> no. is good no you always uh, um, um, like reflect yourself and uh, try to stay uh, state of the art and within the sports science yeah yeah and I try and of course tradition has many good things to offer yeah especially uh, within uh, skills training and so on you can you can learn from each other and yeah. I just think that the one thing that has really been lacking within canoe polo is aerobic training. So, yeah. so training your heart or doing cardio when not playing polo. So a lot of people, they go on the water and they play polo for two hours and that's, that's where they get their heart rate up, which is really good. But it has been lacking, in my opinion, on a general basis to actually improve your cardio also when not playing polo. Okay, so you mean uh, um, the polo uh, polo community has to do more other cardio training besides kanu polo? Is it what yeah. I understand? Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in the... In the Many, many athletes call it like going for intervals or going for a paddling session. And, yeah. and I know a lot of athletes who do it. I really do, especially yeah. on national team level. I think it's very common. Um, but what I mean is that you can play polo a couple of times per week. But first of all, you need to assemble quite a lot of players before you can have a team training, yeah. before it's really fun. And then you need to... Um, you need to take maybe two hours out of your schedule. It takes a while to play a full polo training. And you you also get some uh, some use of your shoulders and your joints. And it's, it's, it's quite hard training if you play a high-intensity yeah. session yeah. of two hours. So, uh, in fact, you are limited by getting enough players, having enough time, and also by your joints' health. So you can't play polo twice every day during the entire week. It's not possible. So if you play polo, let's say three times per week, and then you have a tournament on the weekend, that's quite a lot. But how do you want to improve your cardio besides playing polo? How do you want to get more fit during man-to-man? -man? Yeah. How do you want to be faster back in goal? How do you want to be faster in the fast break? And then also make it back for the defense in case your team loses the ball. We all know that turn from a fast break and someone loses the ball. Going back to the defense, that sprint is much harder than going up. Yeah, that's and true. all of these things you have to train in a different training session than your normal polo. Because one, you, can only, you only need yourself. Two you need maybe 30 to 60 minutes to get it done. So you don't need as much time. Yeah. And three, you can improve your cardio without putting strain on joints like your shoulder. So when you're playing polo, you throw the ball and you put some strain on the shoulder and the elbow and the wrist. When you're only pedaling, you take that strain away. So you can improve your cardio and your ability to pedal hard in another session. Yeah. And if you do that over a period of time, 
then all of a sudden you become better at man to man when you're playing polo. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just looking at it from a different angle saying I'm going to improve my polo skills at polo and I'm going to improve my physical skills in a physical session. Yeah. So I can I can uh, I can uh, tell how I uh, how we uh, practice in the Berlin club often it was like three yeah. times a week and then uh, we had a paddle uh, like a um, a team session on the water for three hours but yeah. the, the session was the first one and a half hours or two hours or one and a half hours or was like paddling you like uh, mm. sprints intervals and stuff with turns and, and stuff yeah yeah then yeah. it was like one hour like skills uh, shooting and passing yeah. and stuff and then it was like one hour game yeah because <laughs> exactly what you said uh, to to have a game or to have a good team practice you need uh, you need have a lot of players yeah and uh, so we we did this uh, i would say it doesn't make sense uh, now for uh, to have be like three hours on the water uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's a lot but uh, for us it was the way that we can uh, train together and uh, it was easier to assemble the people two or three times a week yeah. for a long sessions and five times in the week for a shorter session yeah so yeah yeah um, exactly you just gotta make it work yeah yeah, yeah. but but uh, i agree that uh, like um, probably from from the physical point of view it wasn't probably the best but yeah <laughs> no i mean it, it's a little tough doing the intervals first but if you must i would say just have a a muesli bar or an energy gel ready yeah. so you can actually take in some calories after the sprint yeah. session before the skill session part yeah. and then you can start recovering from the sprints before the games that could yeah. help a bit because sometimes you're just in that situation yeah that's true i just i just want to to relate uh, what what you're yeah. saying it's like that's, yeah, that's how we did it and i think from the point of view um it's it's not the the perfect perfect way but um no 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 e easier to assemble the the team that's why i want to late um like twice or three times a week instead of like five or six times a week um to, yeah to just train together yeah. yeah it is um okay so we talked about it a little already so you um the biggest mistakes polo pega do in their workout routines i mean you you said it already uh, that people just watching from from other sports and just copying their training routines yeah um, is there something else you can point on or you don't i mean it, yeah. you 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 earn your money with it so you probably don't want to <laughs> tell everything here so uh, leave out uh, what you don't want to say but it's <laughs> it's interesting for me because i'm um, yeah of course i just want to know how how that works and uh, then we come also later to your uh, more how many clubs and, and clients you have and stuff um yeah so just to give a little reference um for you yeah i think the biggest mistake i've seen is um too little high intensity fitness paddling on the water from elite ath athletes in Kinupolo. um so there's a lot of paddling in general, but the intensity should be increased 
unless there is a problem with with long distance endurance. So you know, there's always a but. There's always need to analyze the player individually. So it's not something that I can say in general 100%. But yeah. for most players who already have a good paddling technique and a solid endurance base, the intensity could be increased quite a lot. And uh, the heart rate should be very high for at least uh, the period of time similar to a shot clock to actually simulate a full attack, working hard, having a short reset, no longer than, than the time it takes for a team to get the ball and reset in a corner and then go again. Okay. And you need to be able to do this for at least a period of time of 10 minutes before you get a solid recovery because that's how the game works. If you're a, a defense or a box player, you really need to be able to work hard with a very high heart rate because there is no breaks for a defense and box player. It's just hard, hard work. And uh, yeah, that's definitely the one thing that I've seen lacking, uh, not so much for defense and box players, but just for polo players in general is increasing the intensity of, of those paddling sessions. And then the last thing is probably uh, using a ball when you're in the gym. So you're in the gym, you're lifting heavy, you're having fun. Yeah. Bring a ball, you know, it's a ball sport. Use it, have fun, use your brakes and do something with the ball in the gym. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> I can, <laughs> yeah, as, as I'm a defense and box player, so I can tell and yeah, yeah, I can say there's no break for a box player. Also, if there is a corner, don't yeah. stop working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's true. Everybody, everybody who is uh, now in um, probably the Swiss ladies, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> listen to that. There is no break. Um, was it? Yeah. So, and when you mean with like the endurance, you say like, okay, um, it makes sense to have like sometimes like probably like a. 30 minutes just straight regular um, paddling yeah with a lower intensity but it makes more sense to have like uh, interval uh, interval um, um, paddling sessions um, I can say we all we often do when we are like two players we're just like 50 double stroke in the front the other person is in the back following on the wave and then after yeah. 50 of us we, we just switch up because then it's just like 50 double strokes is I don't know it's a little bit more then a minute and then yeah other, yeah. other right around and it take 10 times um yeah that's what we are doing that, that sounds that sounds nice <laughs> yeah and, and and i think it's like you are staying together you know and that's yeah. what i like really in this exercise because you're paddling together like at least in a group of two and you can yeah. uh, push yourself yeah yeah um and exactly. uh, and tell the others okay that looked good come on go on and uh, that is uh, what i like in this yeah because if I'm doing uh, the, uh, just in my in, in my case, if I'm doing the um, like side by side uh, interval. So welcome back. Yeah, it happened again. Um, we lost the connection, um, but 
now Cecile is back. Uh, yes. Or I am back, <laughs> however. <laughs> and uh, so we can go on. We both don't know uh, where we stopped. So we just, uh, we just continue with my next question. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, so you are um, having your company since 2021 in April. Yeah. In April. Yeah. So um, how does it develop until now? How many people or how many teams I think you can choose either to become a, like per a, a personal um, yeah. client from you or as a team you can uh, be a client from you so how many how many people or polo players and teams do you have in um, as a coach right now well I um, I have about 20 athletes at the moment so wow. that's quite a, that's quite a lot it's it's more than I would have hoped from <laughs> such a short time with the company yeah and I just have uh, one client who's sort of like one team who yeah. all bought individual programs, uh, which is uh, Rote Mühle Essen, the Bundesliga men. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I just have individual players, male and female, spread out around Europe. So I am in five different countries at the moment. Yeah. So I know now already from... Denmark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Denmark and Germany. Uh, so what are the other countries or where your clients are? Um, you don't Denmark, have to tell, but... <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, Denmark, Germany, Great Britain, Spain and Switzerland. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So it's uh, really quite over the continent. Um, yeah. So and you, you said that Rote Mühle uh, had like is your first um, complete team yes um, who uh, is uh, joining your team cm <laughs> that's, your, that's your, yeah. your, your your company name i guess yeah um, how how does a does a allow me to ask please how does a um a training weekend uh, or like a training with you or coaching from you look like yeah so um it depends on on what the the athlete or the team buys of course because on my web page i have many different options but just like in general i would um if it was a whole team i would come to the club for a weekend that suited the team and we would start with just having a nice team dinner and uh, getting to know each other then i would maybe start with like a little talk in the evening just introducing some of the aspects that i want the athlete to be aware of because it's something that i can't control i can't control their sleep or their nutrition mm -hmm. so i can only pass on the knowledge to them so i try to make a little presentation here is what we know within sports science Maybe you can use it, you don't have to, it's up to you, but I try to increase the knowledge of the athlete so it's up to them to optimize the little details in their daily life. And then we would go to sleep and we would begin the weekend uh, on a Saturday morning or so, maybe with, uh, with some testing. I have a test battery consisting of 
tests on the water and in the gym. And we would perform these. It depends on how many athletes there are, how much yeah. time it takes. But then in the afternoon, we could do a interval session on the water where I could go through some different drills, some different exercises or introduce the program that the athletes have to do in their next training cycle. It really depends on where we are in the season and what the the client wants. It's often more that I ask the client, so what is your hope to achieve from this training weekend? Mm -hmm. And then I try to design it to fulfill those those hopes. And then we would have a, a nice dinner in the evening. And then on Sunday morning, we could, for instance, go to the gym, do a strength session. I could help the athletes with their technique yeah. for the following uh, training cycle, really uh, get them into the, the way of training and thinking uh, on my program and just supervise that they understood all the exercises and so on. Okay. And then we could finish off with another presentation or another physical session. Again, it really depends on what the athletes want, but it could be a presentation about how to increase your technical skills, how to increase your fitness, how to increase your strength, when to eat during a tournament, what to eat and so on. I really try to specify it for what the club wants, but this yeah. is just sort of like some examples. Yeah, that sounds that's pretty good. And then after this weekend, you, you collect all the results you have and yeah. uh, build a training program out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So during the weekend, I would also definitely have individual talks with every athlete. Yeah. At, I would just have it at some point during the weekend. Before those talks, every athlete would get back to me with a, with a questionnaire that I sent them, yeah. which is full of questions that I need to know before I can plan their training cycle. Yeah. And then I would have a talk with them and get to know them even more and ask those little follow-up questions that I did not fully uh, understand from their yeah. first answers yeah okay and so you answered already like two more of my questions but i will specify them. <laughs> um so you make training programs that it's like if you have a team you also look okay this is uh, like the goalkeeper this is like the the box player um yes so they all get like individual um, yeah. training routines or is it like for the whole team they get the same it's it's individual so they if a team wanted the same program they could contact me and we could figure that out yeah. but i would always recommend yeah. buying individual programs because it's so different where where are the athletes in his or her career yeah. How far along are they with their strength progression? What do they need to focus on when paddling? And also the specific role on the water is hugely different depending on where you play. So I would always say to go for the individual solution. And then 
when it's a team, I just make the, the team calendar the same because they have the same tournaments. Yeah. So they can always get do their strength tests the same day and they always recover the week before the most important tournament and so on. Yeah. So their sort of year structure is the same, yeah. but their individual training is different to make sure that they reach what is most important for their individual goals. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Some um, some players have also next to the club uh, tournaments, they have national team training camps yeah. or tournaments. So um, yeah. you have to have an idea of you have to have an idea of that um, to to see where can they rest, uh, where c they can't rest or yeah. when. Uh, which exactly. weekend? Um, yeah, it makes sense that it's not like yeah, this weekend you have to do this because oh, I sorry, I can't. I'm on the tournament with the national team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, for sure. And and you said um, that nutrition is not really a part of your uh, co coaching because you can't control it, but you you give the people the idea of um, what to eat. So you then you yeah. you hand your knowledge to. Um, to the um, to the people yeah and then it's 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 up to them to to use it and yeah. to make it work in their daily life yeah. everybody is different everybody has different time schedules with work yeah. nobody gets paid to do canoe polo nobody has a chef in the in the back room doing all their cooking so i just try to help them give them some knowledge especially about what to eat before and after a training session yeah uh, because that's really my focus that they achieve their fullest results from every training session yeah so that's where i put my primary focus on what they eat before and after a training session and then if they have a goal to increase or decrease their weight or muscle mass or fat mass or yeah. something like that then i have a a chat with the athlete about uh, how is your daily life working? What do you do now? Okay, how can we improve on X, Y, and Z to make sure that you reach this goal? Yeah, okay, it's yeah, but but you're right. I mean, you can just give them the the tools. Yes. Um, how and and, and uh, pass on your knowledge, but you can't control it. I mean, yeah. If I want to sit on the couch and. Uh, eat uh, hamburgers and fries i would do it um <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean it is yeah you can't control it but um <laughs> it, it's but then it's like the responsibility of every uh every player i mean yes that's uh, yeah that's life not, yeah that's <laughs> life yeah and uh, so and how often do you like let's say i I've, i'm a player and i um i take the the full year treatment of uh, Cecile Mo, yeah, team CM. Yeah. yeah. So how often do I have to send in my training schedule, my results? Uh, how often do we chat? Uh, so how often uh, can I get your knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the beginning, it's quite intense. Uh, we we start with uh, maybe an, an online meeting or yeah. A live meeting, if 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 possible. Yeah. Um, Probably hard for New Zealand then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we chat for for about an hour or so. Yeah. 
Um, and then if, if the athlete decides after this chat to buy the program, we, uh, I send this questionnaire first. Yeah. So they and they get back to me with the with the answers to these questions. Then I read through it and uh, we chat back and forth on uh, just on Messenger or WhatsApp. I I sometimes have some extra questions and if it's a lot, I give them a call or a voice message and say, hey, I need extra knowledge on this. Blah blah blah. So in in the beginning, we we chat. Uh, maybe almost every day or so for, for a week while I make the program, just like um, talking a bit. And then um, I will send the athlete the program and the videos. I have instructional videos for every exercise. Oh, okay. So they know how to do the, the strength exercises and so on. And uh, then they get back to me if they have any questions or otherwise they just get started on the program. And then I, they, they go for the uh, duration of the program and I write them during the program, maybe every, every week, every second week or halfway, depends on how it's going for the athlete. Yeah. I just check up on them and say, hey, are you, uh, how's it going with the first week, with the second week? Did you feel like you're getting into the program? Uh, so I I catch up with my athletes during the training cycle, just to let them know that I'm there, but also to make sure that they are getting the program done and that they don't have any questions that they hold back. Yeah. And then I always have an open open door or open inbox, so uh, <laughs> so they all know that they're happy. Uh, I'm happy that that they can write me at any time and I try to get back to them within uh, 48 hours uh, of their question with uh, with whatever they might need help help with so they can contact me uh, every every week every day it's it's no problem and I try to get back to them as fast as possible and uh, yeah yeah so I talk with my athletes quite a lot I would yeah. say yeah. That sounds like you need a, a secretary <laughs> soon. I mean, like 20, yeah. 20, 20 uh, individual players plus a team. Uh, I can. Oh, guess no, the, the team is included. In ah, okay. The yeah, okay. Yeah. But still, but yeah. still 20, 20 players. I mean, that's a lot of. Uh, uh, probably a lot of questions. So I would have, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, it sounds like a lot of work in the back office, like when you're back from yeah. uh, training camp. Yeah. But it seems that you have a lot of fun with it. So. Yeah, I do. I do. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so to, to I just had like two more questions. Um, are there any cases of success already you can tell about? Like, I mean, you started in <laughs> April and uh, now it's like the first eight, nine months. Um, yeah. So do you have any <clears throat> any stories or I mean I saw on your web page uh, uh, homepage I saw some um, some feedback for, yeah. uh, from some athletes so uh, I did yeah. my research a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they yeah. say they said yes, but uh, um, yeah, is there anything you can say? Okay, yeah, in this in this case you don't need to name um, uh, name the, the players or uh, team. Uh, so. Is there yeah. anything you can say, okay, that worked already or 
there was probably something wrong and uh, we corrected it and uh, yeah yeah i would um i would say that uh one of the athletes that started uh bought a program quite in quite early in the beginning yeah he's been on the program for a while now um he has actually uh well he's done a few test test batteries by now because yeah. we we test him uh, every so often and i made a graph with his results and uh, they're really looking looking good yeah. so all the the strength data are all going up which is very nice yeah. Even though it was mostly summertime and only a little bit wintertime, he still managed to increase strength. And his paddling times, so the sprinting and the long distance in particular, uh, they all decreased. So he got yeah. better at, at paddling high and medium intensity. Yeah. So he's the one I have the most data on and, and it looks really good and uh, he's very he's very happy uh with uh with everything so far and he's also a very easy athlete to work with because he always gives feedback like hey this was really good i liked it and hey this was really boring like yeah. can i do something else next time um yeah. so yeah that's just also wonderful for me to work with someone who who's straight up and honest um, yeah. about it yeah so it's, it's it's also like this way that like you you gave me the exercise and I said okay yeah that that was great that was awesome but the other one ah I hate that or I can't do that with so and then you have uh, different uh, options for me to yeah to work yeah it's 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 quite rare that I would say this is the only exercise that's gonna work <laughs> if you want okay. to get good I mean yeah. in the gym you can variate so many ways with your yeah grip with how which type of barbell or dumbbell you use and which type of position you use so yeah. in the end it has to be fun it has to be you have to be motivated to go to, to the gym so yeah. i might give you a really hard training cycle where you have to do something that's quite painful for the yeah. body but it still has to be exercises that you think are fun in a way or at least uh, doable Yeah. Not something that where you feel dreadful about going to the gym. Then then it's not worth it. Then we need to change something. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but it's cool. It, I mean, uh I really I really uh, think it's a great idea and uh, when when the results show that it it works, um then yeah, it's uh, totally Worse to take you as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, uh, probably yeah. a little too late for me, but we will see. <laughs> You're welcome to call me anytime. <laughs> okay, I will, I will. <laughs> Trust me. Um, okay, um, then I'm already with my last question, but uh, what are your goals mm -hmm. with Team CM in the next years? Um, so, second last question, but what are your, your goals and... Uh, Yeah. Well, um, here in January, I have a, a three-month, month-long course on building your own company. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing a lot of workshops, learning how to increase my marketing and yeah. everything. So 
yeah, I'm I'm uh, at the moment I'm going all in on increasing my capacity of the company, and I just uh, I hope that I can grow the amount of athletes a little bit. I'm currently at half of my maximal capacity, so okay. currently I set my maximal capacity to forty athletes. Yeah, because I want to hold a certain standard so i I cannot take every athlete in i i can take 40 athletes as a maximal other than that there's no more time (laughs) in the day um so i still want to play (laughs) yeah yeah i still want to play and train yeah 15 hours per week myself so i need some time for that yeah um yeah so i want to grow the company the next couple of months with the workshop i'm doing and uh, I'm hoping to do some collaborations here in Denmark with another training company. Uh, we will see if it uh, works out. But then I will have a place for all my tests and training of my Danish athletes. Okay. So that would be really cool uh, yeah. if, if that happens. But we will see. Um, then I will just use this next year, 2022, to try and grow the company and see if I can really make money off of it. So I just increased my prices here in December 2021 to something that is now more realistic for for a program yeah. with the amount of time that I use. So I'm looking forward to getting some athletes uh, buying programs here on the... I already have a few athletes signed on the new prices and I'm looking forward to finally being able to pay pay rent and pay food uh, and not just live off my my savings ah okay so that's that's interesting um, yeah and, and and you said you make like a three a three months um, class so you yeah. never you never had learned something like business administration and how to run a business um, yeah I I did back uh, it's about seven or eight years ago I had some courses in that um so it this is more this is like a specified for building your own business so it's uh yeah it's just like a a company where we we we're going to be a lot of small startup companies and we're going to help each other how to build up our ideas and how to reach our market and Yeah. yeah so so i can hopefully get clients in france and italy and and expand you know yeah yeah and uh, as you said, like you have like 20 more slots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Player slots. Um, so be fast. <laughs> be fast. Be fast. And yeah. If, and what happens if there's like, okay, there are like 20 more. So there's like um, player 41 to 60 who also wants to join. Yeah. You are thinking about uh, having a, a second Cecile on board. no um no the the plan i made for growth is that i will um i will just have these 40 spots and then it's gonna be uh so my my dream is that on the long term it's gonna be something where people are gonna keep an eye out and then if someone stops on the training program and I'm going to post it on my web page and my social media that like, hey, there's a spot open. Um, then it's going to be like the first one 
to buy it. Um, so it's it's going to be something where hopefully where where people want the program and they yeah. they look out for hey when is there a spot or two open? I'm going to buy it. Okay. Because it yeah. takes so much time. Like yeah 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 yeah. It it depends on which program. I think I can have more people doing like only only pedaling or only strength but like if people do the year periodization pro it's yeah. called yeah uh it's included that we have weekly contact on their training progression and 24 hour response time on any inquiries and so on yeah so yeah that's uh, that's interesting and i mean having like a a program together with you it, it normally it needs some time uh, that you can see the progress i mean yeah you can you can do some progress after a month but yeah to have like the to real to see the real progression it needs more time than that so um i i agree it makes sense uh, to to keep it a rare good uh, yeah. to work <laughs> to <laughs> exactly. work with you um <laughs> to to keep the standard high i mean yeah. this is what it is Definitely. and uh, yeah but uh, yeah thank you and yeah congratulations to the success until now and uh, <laughs> thanks uh, um, fingers crossed uh, that the next 20 spots um, will be uh, taken <laughs> yeah yeah i <laughs> <Soon>. hope so <laughs> um, that would be really cool yeah and also that i mean thank you for your passion and uh, for giving back something to the sport to uh, help and develop and make a sport more and more professional Thanks. And, uh, Thanks. Now, uh, I will give you some time for the last words. <laughs> If you want to say anything um, or something, uh, do some advertising, whatever you want. Um, yeah, you have now the time for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I just um, want to say that uh, people doesn't need to be shy. Anyone can come and, and talk to me with all their questions and... I'm happy to to answer any questions because I know it's it, this is something that's new in the polo community getting physical training uh, and buying it from someone else. So if you have questions about anything really just come and ask me and I'm happy to sit down and have a talk with you and uh, even just answer your questions really quick and uh, yeah anything you need. I uh, I want to spread the word that physical training is so much more than what we've done previously and i really do believe that i can help anyone who's willing to open their open their mind and try something different yeah okay that there are really nice last words <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i i can uh, tell that uh cecile is really open uh i mean We had we had some games against each other. So me as a coach, she as a player. Yeah. But uh, after a game, uh, she is always open um, to have a, a quick <laughs> quick chat, quick yeah. chat, and uh, some uh, yeah some talking. So don't be shy. Just ask her. And uh, yeah. So Cici, then I can say thank you uh, for for your time. And yes, thank you for having me. And yeah, um, as again I said, fingers crossed uh, for the success of for the company because that means the sport will be more and more professional. Yeah. And uh, now I can wish you lots of fun in the snowboarding holiday. <laughs> Thank, 
Thank you. Thank you very much, Holger. Happy New Year to, to you. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.